welcome to Uncle Monster's Spooky Time Fright Hour, your source for the straight poop on all things supernatural. We're your hosts. My name is Chris Anderson, but if you went to high school with me, you can call me Shibby. And I'm Ethan Sereski. And oh sure, we'll play extra good because they're here. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. Yeah, <laughs> Can right. Can you imagine right? Jimi Hendrix came Can... on stage and the club promoter's like, you know, we have friends in the audience tonight. You've got to do an extra good job. And Jimi Hendrix is like, what? Yeah, I'll stop phoning it in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I was not going to set my guitar on fire, but tonight it's going in. Yeah, really. He was going to do uh, a bad show. Go ahead, Shibby. I'm sorry. No, what I want is for you to go ahead and explain the premise of the show to any new or perhaps returning listeners I could use a bit of a refresher. I can certainly do that. Well, like any episode of Uncle Monster's Spooky Time Fright Hour, one of us, Shibble actually this week, has done mm-hmm. extensive research on a ghost school, demon goblin, or some such creature of the night. And this week, mm-hmm. that creature, that cryptid, is the Badalisca from Italy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I, the other one of us, Ethan, has done absolutely nothing. I've done no research. I know nope. nothing. I know. I have no idea what a Badalith guy is. I've never heard of an Italy. And I nope. am playing the surrogate for the audience. And I'm going to find out for you guys. We are going to find out together what this Badalith guy is. Yes. Yes, the Badalith. So, tell me. Ethan? Yes? When I say to you, Badalisk, <laughs> uh, what what do you picture in your mind's eye? Because you don't know what it is. No, no clue. I don't. No clue. So just just close your eyes and picture as I say the word Badalisk. Well, now What's, it's different what? because I'm hearing the accent. Okay. Well, or if you heard me say Badalisk. Okay. There we go. That's better. Um, Badalisk. Uh I would say it's a substance that increases the rate of a chemical reaction without itself undergoing any permanent chemical change. No, you're thinking of a catalyst. I'm so stupid. I'm an My idiot. God. I'm a stupid idiot. I'm sorry, Shibble. God, you want to do the show without me? You want to bring book Mr. in? Mr. Smith was right. Mr. Smith is right. I'm an asshole. My dog deserved to die. He was right. My God. I always mix up chemistries encrypted, you know? No. Do you have any other guesses? Yes, of course I do. Uh, my second theory is that it's actually mm. a basilisk. Okay. Which is, I, from my knowledge of Harry Potter, is a large serpent cryptid that can turn you to stone like Medusa. It has big mm-hmm. fangs that can destroy horcruxes. But it's worse than that because it's not a basilisk, it's a badalisk. So it's a bad mm. basilisk. So I'm um, proposing that it's also a racist. Oh, okay. I was thinking that maybe it was like a basilisk that could moonwalk. Oh, like doom, 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 that kind of bad. Yes. Yeah, no, I meant well, I meant it's a racist. Okay, no, well, that, that might be the case. It might turn out to be a racist basilisk. That that would be any, awesome. Any other guess? I do have one. Yeah. I have one final guess. Okay, I love it. Uh, the betalisk is exactly like an alphalisk, just not as charismatic with the ladies. Mmm. Good one. Thank you. I it wasn't, but I needed a third guess. So please, no. Shibble, 
we got to get into this. I obviously have no idea. Those weren't even great guesses because I'm no, so... all over the map and some needlessly vague. I yeah, I know. I, I I just have no idea. I need you to find a way to explain to me what a barista is. Well, as you, as you know, our next segment that we normally go to right here, I'm going to part the kimono a little bit, <laughs> is normally... I see uh, your penis. Yeah. Uh, normally, it's uh, story time, but I took a page from your book, Ethan, and I'm mixing it up. Oh, I like that. Week. It's good to mix things up, especially with not, not as, mix, huh? Not as much as, as you normally do. Uh, I, I went from a story to a monologue. I love that idea. A monologue would be a great way to explain what a banalisk is. I, I hope so. I hope you like it. So strap in, because it's monologue time. It's monologue time. Monologue time. Monologue time with Uncle Monster. Monster! It's monologue time. It's monologue time. It's monologue time with Uncle Monster. Monologue! Monologue! The thing about being an actor is that you gotta mix it up. Keep the audience on their toes. What do I mean by that? <laughs> well, sometimes you gotta be real quiet. Pull them in. And other times, you gotta be loud. Fill up the room, <laughs> baby. <laughs> Dynamism. <laughs> That's the secret. That's why I, Lou Umberto, am the greatest screen actor of my generation. I got my start back in the 70s. I was known for my big, soulful brown eyes. Classic example, the picture Serpent Cop. I played an undercover that was also a snake man. I worked for Internal Affairs. Very important picture. Quiet! What? Then it was the 80s. I realized if I throw in a little loud, people pay attention. They love it. Like in my classic film, Burn Face, where I play a Honduran pornography smuggler. In the final sequence, I pull out this big fucking gun, and I say... Say hello to my big fucking gun. <laughs> People love it. They go crazy for it. It's on posters, cereal boxes. It's crazy. So that's what I do next. Big. The 90s. I'm big. Filling up every room, every frame. Acting. Bombast. Like in my picture, The Devil's Lawyer. <laughs> Where I play the devil, and I sue God for custody of the earth. <laughs> My monologue at the end, I leave it all on the field, baby. But now I've been loud for too long. Forgot how to be quiet. Audiences aren't surprised when I get loud anymore. Now, they'll be surprised when I'm quiet. I need to go back to my roots. <laughs> My last great quiet performance was in God's Father 2, <laughs> where I played God's Father's son, God. <laughs> so I'm back in Italy. I'm in the Alps. It's beautiful. The mountains, the trees, the valleys, it's all great. I did this all the time. 
when we were shooting God's Father too. Just go out and be in the quiet. Soak in the quiet. So I'm getting back to it. I'm walking in the forest. First thing after breakfast. I'm all alone, drinking it in. Minding my own. When I hear a shuffling in the trees. As an actor, I'm very in tune with my surroundings. Curious by nature, I investigate, and the results of this investigation shocked me. <laughs> there, standing before me, was this sort of large, furry creature. Uh -huh. Gray stripes, like a cat, but draped in goat skin, <laughs> mottled brown and white goat skin, like a coat I used to have. And it's got horns, it's got a big mouth, it's got these glowing red eyes. I tell ya, I nearly shit myself. <laughs> wow! Now here's the craziest part. It was writing in a little notebook. <laughs> and when it sees me, it runs, but it drops the notebook. Curious, once again, uh, so I pick it up. It's in Italian, but I read Italian. It says, Blind item. What A-list movie star was spotted wandering in the woods by your intrepid reporter, The Battlisk? I'll never forget it. What? And that's the story of the time I, Lo Umberto, encountered The Battlisk. Crazy, right? Amazing. I love Lou Umberto. And if there are any high school students that need a monologue for your drama class, please feel free. Yeah, yeah. I mean, let us know, you know, so we can discuss rights. Just send me a recording and I'll be happy. <laughs> and just credit Shibble in your class and send us a yeah. yeah, obviously you need to credit the writer. Don't say you wrote it. <laughs> no, That's say you wrote cheap. it. Cheating is not ever appropriate. I dare you to Teams. say you wrote that and try and get a grade for it. A plus. Oh my god, I love Lou Umberto. He's I love how he does uh the devil's lawyer and all the, the Patina movies. I love that. Yeah, for a long time I was like, okay, what if I did a story about Pacino? And then I thought, no, I should make it someone else. And then that'll free me up a little bit. So I went to Lou Humberto. I like, but I like that he's he's Lou Humberto, but his career is remaking Pacino movies. Yeah, he. I was imagining he was just from a world where there was now Pacino. Oh, see, that's not how I took Lou it. Umberto. I took it as okay. his his whole career because he had that affect was they had pegged him as you know to do the devil's so lawyer. So he was in all the knockoffs. Yeah, exactly. He was in like the transmorphers yeah, of every Al Pacino movie. Exactly. That's why I, I love that part of it. I think I, I, that's how I like to read it. Well, you know what? There are no wrong answers here in art. <laughs> so what do you think about uh, the battle? Uh, you need to explain some things to me. Okay. First, let's I mean, start it with its appearance. Been... I mean, in this, just in the story. Let's not go into the... You said... It's wearing a coat, or it looks like it's wearing a coat. It's sort of draped in goat skin. So it wears a goat skin like like clothes. Uh, yeah, but not a goat skin because it's much larger than a goat. How big is this thing? Like, it's probably about the size of a horse. 
Does it walk on all fours or two legs? All fours. Okay. And it wears a goat skin just kind of slung over it like. Yeah, kind of like a blanket, but also like a mask. Like Batman's cape and cowl. <laughs> so it's a masked horse beast. In shape, it looks more like maybe a small dragon or a giant weasel. Like it seems like oh, a, oh, a small giant, a small dragon or a giant weasel. Okay, just one of those. Okay, uh, well they're so similar that I can definitely put it together. They are, okay, so long neck, head about that proportion, tail about that proportion. Uh, but it's furry, so I don't want you getting dragon in your head. Oh, okay. That, okay, so so weasel, dragonish. Dragonish weasel, roughly the size of a horse-sized dragonish weasel wearing a goat coat. Yes, wearing a a mask and cowl. <laughs> a mask and, and cowl made of goat. So is he made and, of goats? But he's also a reporter for Page Six. Well, he well, I'll get to that. Okay, but he also he wears uh, he also has horns, very large mouth. Glowing red eyes, notoriously shy. But 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 he has real horns, or those are goat horns on his cowl. Good question. They're referred to as goat horns, and he doesn't appear without his uh, cowl on. So tough to say. Okay, interesting. All right, uh, you go ahead now. I, I've asked all the questions. I mean, I was just very taken aback by the description. No. Okay. So it is a large weasel or lizard-shaped creature with horns, glowing red eyes, that lives in the Val Camonica. A valley in the Italian Alps, Alps, uh, in the woods outside the village Andriste. Is the Alps the older uh, part of the mountain? <laughs> uh, that's uh, that's the part where I'm uh, burping slightly when I say Alps. Oh, but you didn't like my AARP reference. Oh, okay, <laughs> I didn't get it. You got me there. Not bad. Thank you. Uh, so. It's unclear whether or not it has goat-like skin or it wears goat skins, based on what I'm reading, because they keep on just saying it has goat skin on its back and on its. Well, head. it's not it's a goat, wrong. so it's not. It's just wearing the goat skin. So it, yeah, it just has. And what when the pictures that I've seen, uh, it looks kind of loose. Yeah, so it's totally a mask and cowl made of goat. It dresses itself. Yeah, that's how I'm. That's how I'm. That's reading. canon. So, uh, though it is uh, large, this patterned goatskin allows it to hide in the woods outside of Andrista, where it spies on people <laughs> and takes notes. <laughs> like God. Well, now, here's where it ties in a little bit closer to God. Oh, really? Yes. Every January 5th, on the night before the Epiphany, or Three Kings Day, the anniversary of the three kings arriving at uh, Jesus' birth. Yes. In case the audience They brought know. gold, frankincense, and myrrh. That's coming from a yes. Jew. Three points. Bang. Yep. It's nothing but net. <laughs> Looks like you're technically getting into I'm it. I'm from Yukon, the state. Uh, hey uh, uh So every January 5th, uh, the men of Andriesta will hunt down and capture the battlesk. This is one of the rare cryptids where it is captured... Every year. Yearly, we, we actually capture it. Yes, on the same day, <laughs> the night of January 5th, every year, listeners, bump this episode this January 5th. Put a reminder in your calendars. So you might be wondering how they capture this fearsome but strangely shy creature. And thoughtful. It's a thoughtful creature. 
it is. So in order to capture the Badalisk, they need to assemble a crew, like Ocean's Eleven. That's part of the actual story. You need a crew. Yes, you need a crew. Okay. The men from town will wear different disguises. <laughs> and these disguises will also dictate what role they play in capturing the Badalisk. Would you be the clown? Well, or the leather man? All right, here are your choices. Leather man. Yeah, no, they're not. The disguises are not the village people. Oh, okay, sorry. They are Il Giovanna, uh, the young man. Oh. Or actually, not, that might not be Giovanni. Sorry, not Giovanna. Giovanni. La Vecchia, the old woman. Il Vecchio, the old, old man. man. La Signorina, the oh. young lady. Un Torvo Giabetto. The Hunchback. <laughs> and then you need uh, basically a crew of bearded shepherds and another crew of witches. How many people in all does it take to catch the Baraliska? I'm going to say you're going to need at least five shepherds and five witches. So I'm going to say you're going to need at least 15 guys. On oh, this. this is a big project. So this is also that that's going to tie into fight night. That's going to give us some good numbers, some good estimates. Absolutely, and you, you have to. Well, I mean, does it, do, is there any description of what usage the witches get and the shepherds, like what they have to do? Yes, some some of them I was able to find out. Some of them I was not. Uh, so uh, you might notice that some of the roles uh, in there, like witches and the young lady, might be better played by women. But women are not allowed to participate. Oh. Any that are caught uh, observing the capture of the Badalisk or its uh, subsequent, uh, uh, there's there's more that goes on the rest of the night, anything, they are denied communion on the Mass of Epiphany the following day. Oh. And also, state senates are trying to ban captures of the Badalisk across the country. So right into your senators. <laughs> and let them know these porn performances should be allowed. Now, wait, is that true? Oh, There's actual no. Oh, okay. No, state senates. No, this is as far as I can tell, not practiced anywhere outside of Andriesta. Okay, because that's where the battle is. Right. Lives. Well, I mean that makes sense. That's not you know that's not weird. Yeah. So uh, I was only determined the function of a few of the crew members. Uh, La Signorina, the young lady, uh, she serves as bait. But that's a dude. This bait. Yeah, but uh, the battleist doesn't know that. Hat. Valis thinks that's a sexy lady. What? Is it stupid? Maybe. Okay. We'll put that on the list of, um, or maybe it's a very convincing. Maybe they got the hottest young man in town. That's that could be true. Really also, put some effort into yeah. it. Yeah. Maybe they're in Thailand. Oh no, they're not. They're in Italy. Okay. No, they are in Andrista. Andrista. Now the witches, they beat drums. <laughs> they're the whole time. They're just banging on drums, and I think. That's to serve to disorient the Badalisk. Perhaps because it's so good at listening to conversations, it might have a very sensitive sense of humor. Yeah, that's a great point. Um, and I think that also warns people to stay away. That's another good point. Uh, a, a third good point would be you could probably save money and time by hiring drummers and not having to find witches. Well, well these are just local men dressed as witches. So. Oh, that's right. They're not real witches. No, no, they're not getting actual witches. Okay, friends. that's right. And then there are other men who are uh, dressed as shepherds, and they follow close by, and they seem to for- perform a little bit of like a security slash crowd control role. So they shepherd people around. 
Yeah, they, they shepherd people away from the bottlesk. You don't want anybody getting hurt with this fearsome creature being drugged by a rope into the middle of town. And the last role I was able to identify was the hunchback, <laughs> who will engage in a ritualistic duel where he will defeat the bottlesk. <laughs> and I believe that is to demonstrate his strength. And that, yeah, you know, I could beat you in this ritual combat. I could beat you in real combat, too. This is not a big deal. I don't want to hurt you, Bottlenest. Is it a real hunchback or a guy playing a hunchback? No, this is a guy disguised as a hunchback. Okay, but why don't they get a real hunchback? They could probably find a hunchback. I don't I've never met a hunchback. Have you? I've met a girl with scoliosis. I think that might be different. Oh, okay. And also, girls aren't allowed. Oh, that, you know what? Brooke Lyons would not have been allowed. No, sorry, Brooke, and I hope that the whatever treatment she you was very pretty. She and a wonderful actress and incredibly bright. She's having a wonderful life. She's fine. Oh, good. Uh, so eventually, they snare the battlesk and they drag him into town. Now, once at town, the battlesk, who is mute, oh, interesting, gives the captors a prepared written speech. <laughs> <laughs> It knew this day was coming. Yeah, since last year it happened. Yeah, it happens every year. <laughs> and this speech, written in the form of a poem, will detail all the gossip that the Battlesk has overheard from the previous year. Oh, no fucking way. And will be read aloud in town square. Is that why they capture him? To find out like who's cheating and like they want to know all the gossip? Or is it just like... To get all the gossip out into the open. No way, that's every what it year. is? That is what it does every year. Holy... Wait, if it didn't have a notebook, would they even capture it or would they just live with it? I mean, uh, probably, I don't think there'd be much of a reason. This seems to be all they do with it. I, it's allegedly annoying and bothersome, but I haven't found in what ways it does that other than by it's a gossip, cruel jokes when it gossips about it. Yeah, I mean, yeah. gossips are annoying and bothersome. I understand why they would say that. I mean, who wants that? Yeah. You know, writing down everything you do, you know, that's annoying. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. So, yeah, if, if it didn't do that, I don't think they would be going after it. My God. So the whole point of this ritual is to find out, like, who's talking shit about who and who's cheating. Who's fucking, yeah. Yeah, who's fucking. Not even who's cheating, just who's fucking. Yeah, the, great gossip. Oh, my God, this is amazing. I love the Baraliska. So, tell me, let's take a quick break. Do you have any facts for me this week? Yes. Um, yes. You know, uh, we have... <laughs> we have... <laughs> we have Nell, Nell presents fun facts about Tay in the Wind. Nell presents fun facts about Tay in the Wind. In the 1800s, a debate raged between scientists whether feral children were simply idiots who had no capacity to learn language or societally appropriate mm. behavior. This was widely believed, but some scientists saw feral children as evidence for the idea that some facets of human language are learned and constructed rather than inborn. This disagreement marked an early stage of the nature versus nurture debate in scientific thought. So how does this tie in with the rest of our show? I didn't know which monster you were picking. Yeah, but normally you would go for, like, I said you could do Italy or maybe the Alps. 
there was a reason and I forgot it. That's what happened. I thought of it when I was smoking and I was like, oh, that's so funny. I'm going to do Nell because it makes sense. And then I couldn't remember what the tie-in was. Okay, fair enough. So do you have any more facts from this fact? Break? Yeah. Fun facts about Tay in the Wind. I mean, everyone loves Nell and Feral Children. Nell is a classic. Yeah. It is a classic. Yeah, come on. Great Jodie Foster performance. Great Liam Neeson. Oh, come on. No uh, one no got... one remembers anyone but Nell in that movie. No, I mean, obviously. No one goes, oh, have you seen that Liam Neeson movie, Nell? It's true. It's true. There's only one star. But, I mean, she's got, she's got a great supporting cast as well. Right. But Jodie Foster steals the show. In 1724, a 12-year-old child was discovered in the woods in Germany and named Wild Peter. (laughs) He would would not speak and would not eat anything but the vegetables he would have access to in the wild. The story was so intriguing to European society that King George I of England sent for Wild Peter to see the legend for himself. Bring him to me! (laughs) King George I, you want to meet Wild Peter? Yes! What, say, what a fantastic life! It's like an adventure novel! <laughs> Some theorized feral children were part of a different species of human. Mm. Natural historian Linnaeus sorted humans into six distinct species, one of which was That's fucked up. the feral man, Homo ferens. The rest of the categories were super racist, including Eurapius... Not, it has nothing to do with rape. Albus, European white. Oh, maybe it does. Uh, yeah. Americanus uh, rubescens, American reddish. Asiaticus fuscus, Asian tawny. And it just gets worse from there. Yeah, yeah. thank God we're cutting it off at that point. I'm just showing Linnaeus is a moron. No, thumbs down to Linnaeus. Yeah, he, his, well, I like the homo forens, you know, about the wild people. I like that theory. Fair enough. Just a different species. It's not an abandoned child. That's some sort of freak. Yeah, yeah, that's a great theory. What a genius Linnaeus was. What a moron. So, Let's t- was that it for this block? Uh, yes, yes. No, I got through it quickly because I knew it was a no, little bizarre. It. Um, I, I'm very excited. I love this uh, Badaliska. I need to hear more. Uh, well, now, you've heard what the men are doing in Andrista during the... Apartment. Yeah, what are the ladies doing? What are the ladies and children doing? Oh, yeah, children, too. Yeah. Well, the children, traditionally, go door to door begging for money, which they use to buy cornmeal. They're selling magazines? No, they're buying cornmeal. Oh, they're not buying cornmeal. They're begging for money to buy cornmeal. They're begging for money to buy cornmeal. Why do they need cornmeal? Good question. The cornmeal is used to make a traditional dish called... Badalisk polenta. Oh. I cannot find the recipe. <laughs> Why don't you make it Wikipedia up? Wikipedia says that there is a commercial version available, but it has a dead link. They got to update the, uh, the article. Why don't you invent it and make the recipe? I imagine since, first of all, I have no idea what the recipe is. Make it up. And one, no, that one already exists. Make up another one. Why? Because no, there's no link up. You could be the one who has the Battlesk recipe. People and Andrista have the Battlesk. There recipe. can be a second one. What? There's two of everything. Fair. Okay. All right, listeners. If you want to make Battlesk polenta, 
just follow us on social media, or I'll be posting the recipe. <laughs> you can find us on Instagram at Uncle Monster Sticks, Twitter at Uncle Monster Pop, Patreon at Uncle Monster Six. Yeah, I won't be posting. <laughs> Yeah, but it's important. This will not be behind the paywall, ladies and gents. <laughs> I will be putting out my Battleisk polenta recipe to you for free. That is admirable. Now, the Battleisk polenta is served with Battleisk salami, <laughs> which has been previously prepared. The children do not need to beg in order. Oh, that's to, nice. Uh, and and then the people of the town they all feast, and and the Battleisk. Is considered that uh, the guest of honor at the feasts. Does the battleisk also eat? Is it fed? Oh yeah, and and everybody, uh, you know, all is under the bridge. It's gotten its gossip out. Say hey, you know. Wait, how is, is that possible? Is. First, okay, imagine this: you're a village. Okay. Uh, yeah. You have the battleisk ceremony. The hunchback wins. The battle. I got the job. <laughs> the battleisk gets its notebook out and it goes. Um, Murray was cheating on Dorothy with Feliz. Feliz? Now, Not the my Feliz. Now it reads 20... You son of a bitch! It reads 20 more things like that. How does everyone go to a nice dinner after? They do it. Because now it's all water under the bridge. Oh, it's kind of like... I guess they... Maybe they have an unwritten kind of thing, like whatever's in his book you just forgive and forget. Yeah, I think at that point it's like... They're telling gossip that's, like, gotten around, maybe. And so now we can just be like, okay, now we all know that we all know this, and nobody has to act like they don't know it anymore. That's not how I... We're all on the nope, same page. that's not how I read it. I read it as this is all new stuff, because only the Bataliska has that eye for gossip. This is all that hot yeah, shit. Yeah, like, this is stuff humans wouldn't notice, you know, and only the Bataliska knows. Like, Lou Umberto was spotted in the forest outside Andreessen. Who else would know that? Just the Badalis. Right. Well, the next day, after the feast, the Badalisk is returned to the woods. Rick begins spying on the town all over again to be captured again next year. And that comes to the end of my Badalisk research. <laughs> you want to make up some? No, no, I think that's I'm good. I'm just joking. You I love ba- this cryptid. Have- this is one of my favorite cryptids. It's a, it's a Yenta. Yeah, and it just gets out there and mixes it up. And, and and they're not really capturing it. It's more of a show, and they're inviting it to a feast. It's not really in any stressful situation. I'm sure it enjoys the whole pomp and circumstance. Yeah, it's just a little shy, and so it needs to get drug out there a little bit. Right. But I'm sure, yeah. It's used every, to it. You know. They do it every year. And, you know, yeah, if it really didn't like it, it has had plenty of times to move to a different town where it could spy on unsuspecting people. You think it loves reality shows? Oh, you know, I bet it does. Uh, specific ones. I bet it was like a real world fan for sure. I bet it loves Below Deck. Okay, I could see no, that. No, Vanderpump Rules. Yeah, it seems more like it's going to be in the Housewives universe. No, Scand- do you hear what Scandaval did? No. Tom Sandoval cheated on Ariana with Raquel. Ugh. No, seriously, it's a big, it's like the biggest deal in all of reality right now. I don't know who any of these people are. It's from Vanderpump Rules. Just you, just you do some research. It is insane. I'll educate myself. Yes, that's what you should always do. It's true. 
Do you have any? Speaking of educating, do you have any more facts for? Of me? course. Are you any, any me? more? Mel presents. Like a tay in the wind. It sounds like a Bob Dylan song. Like a tay in the wind. <laughs> yeah. Like a tay in the wind. When orphanage priest Joseph Singh found young sisters Amala and Kamala in a wolf den, their story became highly publicized around the world. However, both anthropologists and doctors doubted the priest's story. Finally, a French surgeon revealed the entire story was a hoax. Amala and Kamala had neurodevelopmental disorders and were presented as feral children to raise money for the orphanage in which they lived. Not the worst idea to raise money. No, I like the raising money for the orphanage part. Yeah, what's wrong with that? I don't like the uh, presenting developmentally disabled children as feral part. But if it benefits 20 other developmentally disabled children, is it? are you hitting one person with the bus or six? Boy, <coughs> listeners, why don't you write in and tell us what you think the right answer is? Let's talk some deontology, too. Go ahead. Oof. No, I'm just joking. Around the ter- let's bore people to death. Around the turn of the century, feral mm. children were romanticized. The year two thousand. Yeah, Fer- <laughs> around the turn of uh, uh, the last century before two thousand, uh, feral children were, were romanticized because they were thought mm. to be pure in an untainted natural state, leading to the creation of such famous fictional feral children as who? Nell. <laughs> Mowgli and Tarzan. Oh, okay. And Peter Pan. Oh, yeah, he's kind of a feral kid, too. Yeah, he's fucked up. Yeah, oh, he, oh he's real fucked up. Like, he's a sad character. Oh, yeah. Who are his real yeah. parents? Uh, whoever they are, fuck them. Why? They're probably dead. Or Fuck them because they're dead? No, no, I don't know. Are they dead? Yeah, Listeners, they must if be. If you know what happened to Mister and <laughs> Mrs. Pan, I mean, by now they're they've got. Oh, of course. I mean, are you kidding me? I mean, they, that movie yeah, came out they, forever. They pro- they, I don't think they lived through World War. I II. think Mary Martin's dead too. Oh, for sure. Um, in 1731, <laughs> you want to finish your PSA? <laughs> <laughs> Listeners, if you know what happened to Peter Pan's parents, please. Right in. in 1731, residents of a French village reported sightings of a wild girl in animal skins carrying a wooden club. Although she mm. had all the hallmarks of the usual feral child, her background was a bit stranger. In 1765, okay. she told an interviewer that she had lived in the forest after she escaped her kidnappers who brought her to Europe as a slave. Research suggests the girl, named Memmi, was a Native American of the Meskwaki tribe of Wisconsin who had been brought to France. Memmi eventually mm. learned to speak French and lived in a convent, and she was supported by rich patrons throughout her remaining life. Okay. It's the same. she couldn't get back to uh, her, her friends and family, but I guess a couple of words. Well, she learned French. Uh, once funny. you've gone once you've gone far enough to learn French, you've been there that long, you know, and you've got rich patrons yeah. supporting you, you probably live a nice life. Yeah, the patrons sound all right. Yeah, I'll take that. Like uh, speaking of patrons, <laughs> if you want to head over to Patreon.com/slash/UncleMonster6 and treat us like a feral child by giving us your money. 
<laughs> treat us like a feral child. That that's a good tagline. That that should be on the Patreon. Treat us like a feral child and be our uh, benefactor. Yeah, I'll see what I can treat do. us like Pip. Maybe we should go with great expectations. Hmm, boy, I expect our Patreon is full of great content. So <laughs> there's that. Uh, those are my facts for now. I've got three more for later. Well, then, I think that just leads us right up to uh, me saying that this whole situation is crazy. It is crazy. I mean, there it is, the epiphany. And all of a sudden, there's a monster being dragged through town on a rope. And it's telling all the hot gossip. It just sounds crazy. But do you think it can love? A werewolf ain't my dad, but it's not so bad. It might sound crazy, but can it love? Can it give me a kiss? Can it hold my hand? Would it say I love you? Does it understand? Does it know that I've never felt this way before? There's a full moon tonight. It's so romantic, and this might sound crazy, but can it love? Can it love? Can it love? Um, yeah, I think the Baradith okay. uh, can it love because Mama I think that the reason it pays such close attention to humans is that it misses the social aspect of life. It wants to be a part of the social aspect and the way it can be a part is to write it down and feel like it's the transcriber of these things in the record keeper. And eventually I, I hope it integrates into the society and becomes part of the social aspect. Yeah. Yeah. It needs to stop being such a uh, wallflower. Yeah. It needs to get out there and mix it up. And I think also the fact that it writes it's a speech in the form of a poem. I think that that's that's artistry, and I think artistry requires a certain type of yeah, love. Yeah, well, poetry is the language of love, if you ask me. It's true. Just ask Showbiz and AG. Play on. <laughs> Play on. So what is that from? No diggity. No, no. Mu- if music be the fruit of love. Oh, not poetry. So. That leads us to the next logical question. What is your dream first date with the bottles? Um, Sitting on the porch in Charleston at my grandma and aunt's house, reading the gossip page of the newspaper, having a good laugh and going back and forth and chatting it up and talking about people and then having my aunt and grandma come and talk about their friends. They love to talk about... Oh, they will talk forever about the Goldsteins, about Marilyn mm. Feinberger. They'll talk about Cookie and Dennis, about Ginger, um, everyone. You know, so I think that introducing them to the Baradith would be amazing. And also, Charleston, Sullivan's Island is beautiful, so you can't fail there with a date. Boy, yeah, that sounds like a great date. Thank you. Boy, I'm going to have some tough time. Okay. I am... Going to, okay, January 6th, 
Seven. <laughs> it's had some time to come down from the holidays. I bring over some leftover polenta and salami. Oh, I thought and, you were really you know, going to the Capitol. No, 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 no. Different January. No. January 7th. Not, uh, this is two days after, or the day after the epiphany. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, it's funny that they went to the Capitol on Three Kings. <laughs> Almost prophetic. <laughs> am I right? ridiculous. <laughs> um, in a way, Trump being arraigned this week is sort of like the Easter story. He uh, will rise so, again, is what you mean? <laughs> yes, to save us from ourselves. You know the truth. Yeah, wake up. Um, so, yeah, January 7th, I'm going to be there with some leftovers. And we heard the great poem about all of the gossip in town. But I want to hear what's going on with you. Let's just have a great catch-up session. And maybe from there... Something more, a little wine later on. The Battleless Casino, the things that passed. Robert's wife got fucked in the ass by her neighbor and didn't tell Rob. And I'm just trying to make up a poem. You're doing a great job so You far. try. All right. Uh, they call him Little Romeo. But they's been out fucking his homie-yo. <laughs> And have you heard about Mrs. O'Donnell? They say her pussy looks like Mitch McConnell. Oh. The battle disc, it knows all. It's seen through your window. Your penis is decent. Which leads us to the next natural question. Can it fuck? That sounds crazy, but can it fuck? I say, of course, if it wants to be a social yep. animal, uh, there must be a reason for that. There, there's, the drive for sociality is for connection, both physical and psychological, I believe. I think, yeah. Uh, it, well, it's famously drawn to La Signorina. And the Hunchback. And, I, you know what, though? I'm going to say definitely a voyeur. Definitely yes. likes to watch. Yeah. Yeah. Big porn. Uh, big porn watcher no just uh, just gonna say like uh get two girls at the bar and be like why don't you two just hook up and then he'll just sit in the other end of the room just like yeah. is that a thing yeah oh i'm sure there are dudes that are out there doing that can you get away with that like why don't you guys just hook up and i'll be there i i i'm sure people have i never did i've never but... thought of doing why wouldn't you include yourself i don't know I just maybe you've got watch. a great place. Maybe you've got Coke back at your apartment. Who oh knows? God, to have to use Coke—that's so. Yeah, that's rough. Yeah, that's, that is rough. In this scenario that I've imagined. In my <laughs> yeah. Oh my God, we're getting very deep into it. So yes, it can fuck. Can it not? Yes, it can fuck, and it likes to watch. It's also Italian, so I mean, you know. Yeah, so I picture the, the streets of Italy like when an American girl walks down, like just getting screamed at from every direction. <laughs> Mamma mia! Look at those titties! Bellissima, bellissima! <laughs> it's fight night! Ding, ding, ding!
fight. I love Fight Night. Are you ready for some Fight Night? I am ready. Who is going to beat up this gossiping horse? We have <laughs> the the dragon. What was it? Half what? Weasel dragon. Yeah, a weasel shaped thing the size of a horse. Fight one. We have the Baralizga versus how many? Prime Shaquille O'Neal's. Now, the Battleist does have horns and a very large mouth. Very large mouth. And a decent size. I'm going to say this guy's probably going to be weighing in around five, 600 pounds. That's uh, small um, from what I'm used to. That's true, Shaq, but it's also twice your size. That's true. But you are, you've got some great speed. I'm agile. Uh, agile as well. Yeah, very agile. Great uh, reflexes. Explosive. Yes, and just power. Just a lot of muscle. Also, I rap. And you're a great actor. Oh, yes, Kazam. So, yeah, I'm going to say one. I'm going to say one Shaq. One of you, Shaq. Really? You think you think Shaq, one Shaq could take a weasel dragon with a goat coat? I think if he gets the right position. Yeah, you know this thing doesn't have many offensive weapons, we got to remember. No, mostly mostly, you know, if it could get a bite on him, I think that bite could do a lot of damage to Shaq. What if he found out something? I think the battleist could get lucky. What if it found would, All right, two Shacks for sure. What are you going to find on Shaq? He's got nothing. He's he's squeaky clean. Oh, that's true. It's Shaq. So he's Everybody so pure of heart that what are we going to find out that he paid off uh, like layaway for 20 people? Yeah. No one, no one has ever said a single bad thing about. And Shaq. if they did, they're if, a liar. If there is a, yeah. If there's, if someone is out there holding Shaq secrets, just keep holding. Yeah, them. I don't want to. I don't want to. The know. world needs Shaq, and I don't believe it anyway. And I don't want to believe it. Okay, fight two. I might. Obviously, if anyone out there listening to our show has serious allegations against Shaq, please bring them to light. But I sincerely doubt that's going to happen. Unless they're like, unless they, they wouldn't empower you. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> two two Shaqs for sure, one Shaq, pretty sure. Fight two, we have the Baraliska versus all the dads from Full House with Alanis Morissette. Okay. Uh, are they all in their prime? No, now. Now, okay. Well... One of them's dead. What? Oh, Bob Saget's Bob Sag. dead. That's right. So he's not going to add much. Nobody's going to be there rotting. If anything, he's going to be a uh, slow him down. Yeah, they have to carry him. That's the thing. They have to bring him with them. Okay, then I'm going to put this one on the battle disc. Why? They could the, throw the, him. The fact that Bob Saget's already They dead. could throw him out and it, it, it might eat his corpse and give them time to attack. I... I... Don't know much about the battle as being a flesh eater. I feel like that would have come up. Okay. Understood. Uh, fight three. We have the Baraliska versus Princess Peach, but they battle while mm. in go-karts. Okay. I know a lot of people that are uh, Peach guys. Who was your main in Mario Kart? Uh, Wario. Good choice. Good choice. Thank you. Uh, I liked somebody a little bit uh, smaller. I'd go for uh, Koopa. That's a good one. Uh, That's deadly. Peach is, I think yeah. Peach is one of the best. 
No, Peach is definitely a great one. So, yeah, I'm going to have to put this one on Peach. I, I, I agree with you. I thought that one was... I think the bigger creatures, they can be tough to handle. Yeah, and, and, and Peach is just so quick and handles so well. Yeah. Okay, number four. The Baradiski versus Matt Walsh. If individual facts about human sexuality were weapons. Okay. So, Matt Walsh is unarmed. <laughs> Whereas Badalisk obviously has picked up a lot of knowledge from gossip. So, I'm going to put this one on the Badalisk. Right. And he's brought nothing to a knife fight or gunfight. Yeah. Um, we have the Badaliska versus the Black Lotus from Magic the Gathering. Okay. Very expensive. <laughs> Sacrifice to gain. Three colored mana of your choice. I don't know what it is. I, I just looked up uh, magic. It, it is the uh, back when I played the rarest and most expensive magic. Is card. that right? Yes. I wonder what it goes. It probably for. still is to this day. I'll check while you. Um... Uh, but not uh, particularly powerful on its own. Uh, so I'm gonna have to put this one on the battle disc. I like the, that. The black lotus must be sacrificed to even be used. So, it will be dying in the first. Guess day. what the last one sold for? Uh, five grand. Five hundred and forty thousand dollars. Whoo! Badaliska. Uh, we have the Badaliska uh, versus Laurel, Hardy, Abbott, Costello, Cheech, and Chong. Okay, lots of great comedy duos there. Hmm. And also Cheech and Chong. Oh, I'm joking. On. I love Cheech and Sean. My father and I used to love listening to that together. Respect to Cheech and Of course. Sean. I love them. I, it was As, just yeah. a random throwaway joke. Yeah. Uh, so I'm going to put... Uh, I'm going to put this... That's a lot of dudes, I think, between the six of them. And they've obviously got green teamwork amongst yes, themselves. Yes, that's the key. But... But will they be competitive against each other in those teams? Oh. Will they be able to put that ego aside? Hey, Abbott, you're not as funny as Hardy. Costello, you're no Laurel. <laughs> what are you guys talking about, man? <laughs> Fuck you, Laurel. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm going to say the Badalisk is going to sow dissension with its powerful gossip. Yes. And take them out. Hey, Bottle hey, list. you know, hey, Hardy, Laurel said he's going solo. <laughs> what did he say, man? <laughs> Okay, we've got Classic. the Badaliska versus an army of stop-motion skeletons with medieval weaponry. Okay. An army? Yes. Okay, I'm going to put that one on the army. It's a stop-motion skeletons. That's a lot. An army is a lot of people. They're, they're stop-motion. So, so are you saying they're the stop-motion puppets? Yeah. Then they are not actually right. moving? Oh, okay. Yeah, I think he could defeat a bunch of, like, sticks. Yeah, I had to give him an easy one. Uh, and last okay. but not least, we have the Badaliska versus the Night Watchers slathered with star jelly at Stull Cemetery. Do you mean the Night Crawlers? Yeah, I, you know, God damn it, man. Uh, I never... I. <laughs> you always get them mixed And I up. love them, too. Uh, we have the Badaliska. It's because of the Dark Watchers. Versus, yeah, that's what it is. Versus the Nightcrawlers, slathered with star jelly at Stull Cemetery. Boy, the Stull Cemetery. Mm. As we all know, where the devil's wife is buried. And son. 
and son. And the devil goes there to cry once a year. Very sad. And if he sees these sorts of shenanigans going <laughs> down, I'm going to have to, I, I say the devil takes it. I think both the Nightcrawlers and the uh, uh, Badalisk are defeated. I agree with you. It, uh, no, the, the, uh, the Nightcrawlers and the Star Jelly. And the Star Jelly and the Badalisk. All defeated. Oh, by Stull. Stull takes by it all. By the devil. Oh, the devil just wins yeah, the, it all. Yeah, devil takes a Excellent back. answer, and that was Fight Night. Woo! Good one. That was my Ric Flair. Was it? No, I, I bet I could do it. Let's see your Ric Flair. Hey, Rick. All right. Woo! Is it that long? I, have no I think idea. it's a quicker woo. Woo! Yeah, that's better. Yeah. I'm working on a Hamzat Chemaev. Okay. I, I don't have it yet, fight. but next time. Okay. All right. Work that into story time. The main character next yes. time is going to be Hazmat Chemaev. Hazmat Chemaev. Yes, that's a great idea. Hazmat Chemaev. Yes. Yeah. I would say his name right. He is scary, dude. And I've got... Uh, I figured out what my next monster is going to be. I'm Tell me. For that one. It's going to be the Golden Eagle. That's a real thing? That is. Don't look I'm, it up. Shibs. Every week you tell Listeners, me what you're doing, and I don't you. look it. Oh yeah, no one look it up. You guys, no one look up the golden. You know what? Edit, you know what? Blur that out. Blur now. that out. That's just for me. Okay. They can't know. That's stupid. No, they. You're not allowed to know. Yeah, you can't know because then you'll look it up. We don't trust you not to look it up. What's my next monster? My I, I need some choices. Uh, I I found one a little while ago that I could uh, suggest to you. I didn't do too much research into it. Just pretty much just the name and location. What's its dick like? It's probably great. It's called the uh, Ningen, and it's from Japan. Yeah, I figured. (laughs) Yeah. N-I-N-G-E. Yeah. It's kind of like a shortening Uh, of Ninja Gaiden. Kind of. I like that. The Ningen. I haven't done a Japanese one yet. No, you haven't. I think I'll go Japanese next time. Oh, right. but that invites Be my Japanese. Very ja- yeah. careful. You know what? I do want to say my Japanese Yakuza accent is a legit Yakuza accent. Did who who told you that? No, no, no. I met someone in the Yakuza and I'm imitating him. Did you? Yeah, no, I really did. In Vegas. I've never been to Vegas. No. That's not true. But I, I, I was watching Kill Bill. And they have a guy in the Yakuza, and it's just like him. Shibu. You look like you're quaking in your boots right now. What do you mean? You look so afeard. You are very frightened because I'm transitioning to... Oh, you won't discuss it? I can't... Okay, I guess no imitations. Um, I am frightened. I mean, frightened's not really the word. Let's be honest. I am terrified. Understandable, because you've got all those secrets. I have tons of secrets. Everyone has secrets, but I have extra secrets. You've got that basement family. Well, I well, don't don't oh, go I wasn't telling. Talk about that. Yeah, seriously, don't go telling. I mean, I, I've got a lot of stuff in my basement. Tell you the truth, I've got that pit. If anyone is out there still looking for the Walstons, yeah, and if anyone, if any, don't look in Ethan's basement. That senator looking for her daughter. Don't look for it. I'm working on a dress. Um, there's, there's all kinds of secrets. So I am frightened. I'm shaking. Shibble, there's one thing I need to know. This, mm-hmm. this Badaliska, is it real? 
is real? Shekit Bavakasha! Hey! <laughs> well, tough to say. The pictures that I've seen <laughs> of the Bidalisk, the photographs, it's plainly a puppet. What do you mean? I mean, it is a puppet. It looks like a puppet? No, it is a puppet. It's a puppet. So right now... Does the cryptid control the puppet? No. It's a. It's just a puppet that's controlled by a puppeteer, one of the townspeople. Does the cryptid so watch the puppet show? So if you were to go show? to Andrista today, on this year on January 5th, if you were to go, you would see a recreation of your classic Badalisk uh, celebration. Oh. But that's not to say that there was never a Badalisk. Oh. That's not to say that the Badalisk couldn't still be out there in the woods and is now just able to successfully avoid capture. And in order to avoid embarrassing themselves, every year the townsfolk bring out the puppet and to fake the it. Hunchback. And yeah, one of them put stuffs a pillow inside a sweatshirt. <laughs> Up the back, <laughs> uh, and does a ritualistic duel with a puppet. Um, so there is there is a Battlesk festival in Andrista, uh, you and it does sound like it's a very cool night, uh, you know. Uh, but they are not currently actively capturing an actual cryptid in the woods. But also, <clears throat> couldn't the Battleski? have moved on. I mean, isn't that even scarier in a way? Because it could be near you, me, anyone out there? Yes, it could be currently in the woods outside your town gathering gossip about you. It could be on the internet doing that. It could be everywhere. Yeah, it could be Googling you. I mean, God, give it access to the internet. It could be buying your social security number on the dark web. Oh, my God. that Wait till it gets to the dark web. Oh, my God. Now I'm really quaking. I hope it's not listening because you're giving it excellent ideas on how to accrue gossip. Listeners, if you know the real (laughs) Badalisk, do not play him this show. (laughs) We want to stay off of his radar. If you do know Shaquille O'Neal, do play him this show. Yeah. Yeah, do that (laughs) instead. If you know both of them, play it for sure. I'm blinded. Chibble, I'm being blinded. What is that? It's the red light from Uncle Monster. Oh, my gosh. Uncle. Hey, you. <laughs> Very Goonies. Like, how are you doing? I'm doing pretty good. I'm doing pretty good. <laughs> I heard the first time. Uh, so, so did you like the show today? I loved it. I thought it was very informative and horribly frightening, the story of Christmas. <laughs> Wonderful. Uh, I, now, what are we supposed to do until next episode? I mean, we, we have nothing. You should try watching a movie. Well, what movie? Do you have any suggestions? You should watch... You should... The movie that you should watch. Have you seen this one? <laughs> have you seen this I one? I don't know. Have you seen Mad God? No, no, I have not. What's that about? It's about a little man who goes to hell. A little man? It's Yeah, he's a little man and he goes to hell. 
and hell is really bad. It's a, a stop-motion animated film from 2021. Sounds awesome. It does sound awesome. I watched that, and it was really intense. I need to try that one out. Yes, you should, Uncle Monster 2, but what movie do you think I should watch oh. this week? What movie do you think our listeners should watch? I week? actually have something that's not a movie, but you can still watch it. Okay. If you like funny movies, but you only have like 15 minutes, watch the early 2000s SNL comedy sketch Dog Show featuring Will Ferrell, Molly Shannon, Mr. Rocky Balboa, and Bojangles. It's one of those ones that was super weird, so most people hate it, but 20% of people absolutely love it, so they'd hide it at the end of the show. I love it. I say give it a try. Well, there you go, folks. Track down that classic sketch from Saturday Night Live. Dog show. Dog show. It's a good one. Starring Will Ferrell, Molly Shannon, <laughs> Rocky Balboa, and Bojangles. That's right. And while you're on the internet tracking that down, why don't you track us down on social media? You can find us on Instagram at UncleMonster6. You can find us on Twitter at UncleMonsterPod. And you can find us on Patreon at UncleMonster6, where you can find a bunch of great episodes. Right now, we probably will have just about posted the last of our Leprechaun recaps. We watched the entire Leprechaun franchise. Ooh. We've got eight episodes, one about each leprechaun, and soon we'll be starting up our new double feature. Ethan, tell me about the double feature. Well, first of all, I want you guys to know, leprechaun entire franchise may sound daunting, but listening to us talk about it is so much better than having to watch it. Yes, we can save you a lot of trouble. Yeah, and then you can say, I watched it, you know, and people will believe I you. I got the idea. I know about the all the leprechauns. Trust me, you'll, after listening to us, it'll be like you watched it. Uh... Our next double feature is going to have a theme. Shibble, that theme mm. is Locked in the, the Mall. Yes. So, Ethan, what was your choice for Locked in the Mall? My choice was Chopping Mall, the 1986 lightning video feature. Vestron and or I lightning went, video? I want to say Vestron. Could be. Um, And I went for Hide and Go Shriek. <laughs> the classic slasher about teens locked in a department store overnight. And I was... So tune in for that. I was actually on the fence about whether to include the Saved by the Bell episode where they get stuck in the department store overnight waiting for concert tickets. I thought for sure you were going to include the movie where Big Bird gets trapped in a museum. Don't say that. You know not to bring that up. So, thanks for tuning in, listeners, and until next time, <gasps> don't, don't get, get spooked. Get spooked. <laughs>